and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And listen, I got a, I mean, this dude is a real, seriously true rock star. Like, I think he plays electric guitar and I, I don't know about that, but this dude freaking rocks. I have an awesome guest on the show today, my good friend, Jeremy Rubin. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, Ken. How's it going? Thanks, man. Happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. I haven't sl- I I literally got up. I never get up this early, ever. Like, maybe to go to the bathroom, but I don't get up at 5.27 a.m., and I got up at 5.27 a.m. today. Like, I never get up that early. I'm up till 1 o'clock every night. So, anyway, I'm fired up, dude. I'm excited to have you on. Oh, man, I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Yeah, so, so Jeremy, I created this show, I think, last April, April of 2018. And, and I decided, you know, man, I've had a lot of blessings in my life, and, and I, I just wanted to start blessing other people. And I think that a lot of people hit these, these, these obstacles in life, and they get stuck, and they don't know what to do. And I think you've hit a few obstacles in life and figured some stuff out, man. And and that's what I want to do is share your story. So why don't you start by telling everybody where you were born and raised? Sure, sure. So uh, born in Glendale, California at uh, Seventh-day Adventist Hospital, delivered by Dr. Drakenberg. And that's probably... <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. You know yeah. who delivered you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably a TMI, but... <laughs> and, you uh, said Dr. Drakenberg? Dr. Drakenberg. I'm yes. not sure I'll ever forget that name now. So, yeah. so, so you were born in... Where? Now, I see, I already forgot the city. In California? Glendale. Glendale. Yeah. Glendale, yeah. California. L.A. area. Okay. Uh, Okay. My parents uh, lived in Palmdale, California, at the time, about an hour to, about an hour away, um, and that's where I was pretty much, you know, raised until uh, we were until I was twelve, and then uh, my folks moved to the Central Coast, uh, Napomo, California, um, in two thousand, and then pretty much have been here since then. So really? just about about three hours north of LA, um, on the coast, about halfway between LA and San Francisco. Okay. So you've you have um, you've never lived in Ohio. <laughs> I've never lived in Ohio. You've probably uh, never even been to Ohio. <laughs> don't tell anyone, but no, not yet. <laughs> Dude, you gotta come out. It's snowing right now, literally. So oh. so um, so I mean, I know you've been all like you were just in Miami. We we like high fived each other. And didn't even get a selfie together. That's no, just that's my fault. I I take full responsibility for that, dude. You were running around like a madman. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, so, it was uh, insane. I I think I sat in my seat a total of like fifteen minutes for the whole uh, growth con. I know. I felt like I had no feet left when I left there, man. I, I, so much. I mean, it was it was incredible. So, so let me, let me ask you, you know, growing up, what was it like for you growing up? I mean, were you, um, was, was good childhood, everything good? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, can't, uh, complain. I, it, uh, so growing up, I was, uh, fortunate enough to be homeschooled, um, 
my mom worked as a teacher in L.A. County School District uh, in the 80s. And nice. after she saw what that was like, she didn't, <laughs> want, didn't want her kids to go into public school. And um, yeah. and so that was, uh, yeah, I mean, really good in a lot of ways, um, you know, but also um, it left, uh, you know, I think I would have greatly benefited from, um, you know, the uh, the social exposure in public school. So I kind of was uh, yeah, somewhat of a late bloomer. I pretty, grew up being actually pretty quiet, pretty um, – very introverted, very anti – not antisocial, but socially awkward. Yeah. Um, I always liked people but didn't really know like – I didn't, I think, have enough exposure. Um, definitely not a natural extrovert. So definitely a much different Jeremy than people see today. Yeah, you uh, you you definitely from from my perspective, I follow you on on Instagram and and Snapchat, and um, you definitely do not seem like an introvert. Yeah, yeah, I think I mean I found my the extrovert within me. <laughs> so, uh, dude, and for anybody not following Jeremy on Snapchat and Instagram, you have to go do it like now. Um, in Instagram, you're, you're the friendly flipper, right? Yes. And on yes. Snapchat, what's your, um, what's your just friendly flipper oh. without, yeah, oh. without the word. It's okay. too long. <laughs> so, so dude, you have some funny, I mean, absolute, I, I, one of these days we're going to have to do a zoom. You got to show me how you do some of the editing. You do some really cool jump cuts and stuff, man. It's really, it, it's top notch. I, I, I think it might be the best I know on Snapchat, quite honestly. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. yeah I, I have fun with it. You know, I, I didn't really know how to use it. Uh, a lot of people, I didn't really start using Snapchat for, the long until about two years ago and then i just started messing around with it and having fun with it and i love video editing and and just like being able to tell stories through the lens and stuff and so snapchat has been a, a cool outlet for me to do that dude it's an it's insane what you're um what what you're you're capable of of doing on there so so you're you um so you you were homeschooled like all the way through school right yeah oh up until um well, I started getting the, the itch to go to public school uh, in eighth grade when all my friends got to go to Yosemite for a week and uh, all my public school friends. And that was like, oh, man, I, then I just really started kind of getting that like oh, I'm feeling like I'm missing out. Um, but then actually when I was 15, 10th um, grade was the first time I set foot on a public school campus. Um, weirdest thing ever kind of feeling like a kindergartner in some ways at uh, 15 and 10th grade and did that for a couple years um, for a sophomore and junior year and then uh, tested out and started going to, to a junior college because I was like, well, this was good. This was fun, but I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm sorry. I, no I Nobody else could see what I was just doing, but there is a wasp flying around my office all of a sudden that's awesome so um <laughs> like what he's like i gotta get out of the snow let me yeah. get inside so so the um so you ended up you said sorry for the distraction of the wasp i have no idea how it got in here but you you ended up going to public school though yeah okay. yeah so 
yeah, so then uh, you know, I really wanted to um, to do it and uh, convinced my parents to let me <laughs> and uh, wow. and uh, then went from there. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, you know, I can't complain. You know, we were not we weren't rich. We weren't poor, average, you know, middle class, whatever family, but uh, always had the 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 uh, if I ever wanted something, I had to earn it. Right. And uh, my parents didn't buy me a car, didn't buy me, um, you know, you know, took care of basic necessities, clothes and stuff. But it was always just about, you know, if you want something, you got to earn it. So I started working um, my first job actually washing dishes at uh, like 15 when I was 15 and a half when I had to ride my bicycle to uh, Antonio's Ristorante. This, uh, this <laughs> Greek dude. Ristorante? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this dude, uh, Greek dude who used to curse at us in Greek and I was like washing dishes in a Italian restaurant good times that lasted for all, all about five or six months until I uh, got hired at uh, Circuit City uh, as holiday help and um, you know organizing CDs for the holiday season and uh, and then they ended up keeping me there um, I stuck around and uh, started selling computers and and um, digital cameras scanners like you know consumer electronics and um, kind of found that I had this kind of natural knack for sales, um, but not in the way you would not salesy way that you would think it was more so just like, I liked being around people and just like showing them solutions and stuff. Um, and, and sales was really key, I think in my development because it allowed me to, um, talk about things that, and without having the attention on me. Right. So kind of really helped with that kind of social exposure that I really yearned for um, by putting myself in that position. And then and that led to the time when all the Verizon kiosks started uh, landing in circuit cities. And then they saw that I was doing pretty well. I was always shooting for top three uh, in the store in volume, um, even competing with the guys selling the TVs, which are, those are a lot bigger ticket items. So, um, but I was only making nine dollars and ten cents an hour, and so the people at uh, Verizon were like, "Dude, you should come work for us and make commission and like get, you know, make a lot more, uh, you know, doing the same thing." So, so now was this was this Verizon corporate or uh, one of the dealers? Corporate. It was Verizon corporate, um, which, I mean, very. You know, I feel blessed to be able to have that just kind of fall into alignment because if yeah. I looking back, it's like um, that was like the best carrier and it was a corporate store. It was like everybody in the, you know, working at the uh, indirects and stuff, their ultimate goal was try to like to get to a corporate store. Right. And uh, and so, yeah, it was it was it was cool. And so I and that ended up, you know, turning into an 11 year career. Wow. Um, that I loved for the longest time uh, until, you know, towards the end, last three years, kind of, I was over it and realized, you know, I could do more and I was meant for more, but, um, right. Yeah. But not to discount the fact that it was, it was an awesome career for a long time. So, you know, one of the things I, I've, I've actually used circuit city as an example, <laughs> probably not, not, probably not the way that you'd want to hear it, but, you know, I, I, I one time I went into um, I went into uh, I bought a, a, a GPS thing, right? One of the little and and it was across the street from the apartments I lived in. 
and 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 it, as it turned out, I didn't need it. Didn't open the box. Nothing. Right. Nothing. The yeah. plastic was still on it. And I take it back across the street, and I'm like, hey, I don't need this. Just can you give me my money back and put it back on my card, a couple hundred bucks. And and they're like, yeah, but there's a $35 restocking fee or something. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't even like – I'll take it to the shelf myself if need be, but like I, I don't want to pay that. That seems a little ridiculous. And so um, like this, this young kid's like – well, that's our policy. And I'm like, well, could you get the guy that, you know, kind of is in control of policy? And, and, and he's like, so the manager's like, sorry, that's our policy. And I'm like, are y'all really serious right now? You're good. It's not even out of the, out of the, the, the thing. And, and, and anyway, so, and then they went out of business. I'm like, okay. Like, I wonder, wonder how yeah. that happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that was right around the time I left kind of just before I got there right after they had went off the commission model uh-huh. and right left right as they kind of were uh, the last couple of years before they kind of died away. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, wow. So you worked at Verizon for 11 years, you said, or 12 yeah. years? Yeah. Tw- okay. 11 years, yeah, to 11. the day. Wow. So you, um, you, 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 like how that how did that go working at Verizon? Like you you found your swing, you really started doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really started uh, started as a part time sales rep um, at uh, eighteen, and then um, just did that for about two years as part time, and then I went full time um, and just liked it more and more, um, and stayed a sales rep for a while because I was really enjoying the you know being a commission sales rep. Um, making like 60 K a year at 18 was pretty sweet at the time. And, um, so then, then as, as it usually goes, you know, when you're, you know, I'm still just always, always have that drive to, you know, be the best at whatever I do. And so, um, cause just the competition is what drove me. So I always love to see my, my, uh, name on top of the board for, for gross gains as it were new lines of service, um, GGs as we call them. Uh, you know, new activations and, um, and, you know, within the corporate world, once you do that, then they always generally will tempt you with management and offer you a management position. And, and, um, you know, I went for it and that was, um, it was good. It was good. I, I developed, I learned a lot of skills and learned a lot more. It was like the, the curtain was pulled back and I started to see the business in a whole different way. And, um, um, definitely, grew a lot from that but then also it kind of was it wasn't ever as thrilling as just being that sales rep just going you know clocking in going to work doing your thing having fun with customers and leaving it it always you know you, you carry it home with you yeah you have about everybody else and and uh but it was good and I, I did it for quite a while um supervisor then then assistant manager and worked at different stores throughout the district um wow and uh, yeah, and so it turned into a great uh, a great career, and then um, but eventually it, it turned into it got to the point where um, I couldn't see myself doing it for another forty years. It was just like <laughs> yeah. it's as good as it gets, like you know. And right, I, I had these like CEO visions and stuff, but then once I started to really understand like what that entailed, 
and like how fierce the competition is, how cutthroat it is when you're trying to move up the ranks in middle management. It just like it just seemed like there's got to be a better way, you know. Yeah. I wanted to be CEO, but then I realized like CEO of my own business is way better than <laughs> you know for I mean it's such like because you just do it, you just decide right. to do it, and bam, you're there. Versus like trying to spend thirty or forty years climbing up these ranks to or twenty whatever to compete with all these people that are constantly trying to take your job. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, I, I mean, I've been there where you work for someone else for a short amount of time or an extended period of time. If you, if you are an entrepreneur at heart, it's very, very difficult to, to regardless of the money and all, all of that. Like, it's like, wait a minute. The, I, I, Cause I think, you just you want freedom right yeah yeah absolutely freedom and just having to do everything their way yeah and just and not being able to and you know them constantly telling you to to do things better but then when you want to do things better you can't do it the way you want to do it and so it's like out in the middle of like (laughs) yeah so yeah that sucks I, yeah. I, uh, dude, I, I remember at 18, I got fired from a factory because this process I was doing, uh, like all, all it was is opening a door and pulling a lever and these plastic parts fell out. And, and they said I was working way too fast and the, the older <laughs> women down the line were getting pissed off and they fired me for working yeah. too fast. I'm like, yeah. what? You're, uh, yeah, you're making everyone else look <laughs> Bad. It's terrible, man. But like, so, so at some point though, 12 years or 11 years to the day, you said, you know, I just can't do this anymore. And, and you, you, um, you, you became an entrepreneur. You, you, you let your, you, you, you left out of the, the, you left the cocoon, started flapping your butterfly wings, right? Yeah, yeah, and it, it wasn't easy. It it, uh, it was a a lot. I was, you know, I was conditioned getting that paycheck every two weeks for, I mean, fourteen years if I include my entire, you know, working for other people, uh, you know, life. So, yeah. it uh, I had to overcome a lot of fear of of like the unknown, and basically had to. I came to this realization that they needed me more than I needed them. Otherwise I wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have, I saw so many people come and go and, you know, just get written out of the business or, you know, you know, whatever. And, and realize like, hold on a second. I'm actually doing something right enough here that they're keeping me around. And, um, and I started to shed my scarcity mindset of like, Oh, I need this job. I need this job. I need this job. And, uh, that was a big, big mindset shift where I realized that, yeah, they need me more than I need them. And if anything, I can try something else and I could always get another job if I needed another job, like they're out there. And so, but, um, it was almost a, uh, like a realization of like, you feel trapped mentally. Like they, they, the golden cage kind of thing. And it wasn't even, that golden it was kind of brass but uh, <laughs> but I looked at it you know it's just how you how you see it how you right. see things you know it's like because they had you know full benefits and a 401k and um, 
you know, they, so it's really good in a lot of ways. But then once I started thinking like, oh, there's something beyond this, then that's when I started looking at different business ideas and tried a whole bunch of things that failed, um, you know, from uh, e-commerce to affiliate marketing to day trading to I had an auto detailing business that um, worked for a while but then yeah. failed. But they were all just like steps in figuring out what I really wanted to do and then finally came upon creative real estate. And um, and that was the one I stuck with and I kept failing in the same direction versus, you know, failing a little bit here and a little bit there, a little bit there, and then finally had some success. So you didn't, you did, so, so what you're saying is you did not quit your job at Verizon and instantly become a success. No, no, I uh, definitely was, yeah, it was years of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Right. And finally having some success with real estate and then actually even then, Still having, you know, this fear of not, you know, just I couldn't just leave. I'm not the kind of person that could have just left and figured it out afterwards. So I built a bridge. I built a path. Uh, you know, I wanted to make sure I had whatever I was going to do was going to work. So I did the real estate thing for about a year and a half um, before I actually left and completed my first actual flip. Um, before I left and that was like the confirmation that okay man I just made basically half a year's pay in one flip and if I could do it once I could do it again and then within about two weeks I put in my notice and and uh, and that was actually after it was about a year longer than I thought I was my whole plan was to leave after 10 years so I ended up having to stick around or I did stick around for a whole other year so things don't always you know happen on the timeline that you anticipate, you know, they right. take long, but, uh, but they, they definitely can happen if you just stick after it. So, so you, um, so, uh, and you know, you have this, especially, I mean, whenever, whenever I've seen you, like you're just this super high energy, like happy guy. And, and, you know, you've, you've come up with this name, the friendly flipper. I love that. But, you know, I mean, you started, you started flipping, I mean, start flipping houses, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that where, that's when you found, kind of found the magic. And, and, and did you make money on your first flip? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I first, I mean, I started with wholesaling, which is just flipping a contract. Okay. Uh, sourcing houses for flippers. Um, or for you know buy and hold investors finding a property at a at a low enough price that you can basically assign that contract for a fee, and uh, then I did the, some of those deals and built up some capital and then uh, started doing some marketing, some paid marketing, and send, sending out uh, postcards and then found uh, my first flip from doing that marketing and all this time I was still working at Verizon. And, uh, it's funny that you say like one of the most, most common things the district manager used to tell me at Verizon was, uh, I needed to have more energy. I needed more energy. I had, I didn't have enough presence. I, uh, needed to be more confident. So the person you see today is absolutely not who I was before. And it wasn't. And so I, I mean, so for what it's worth, I mean, anyone can transform into, 
you know, what they want to become. It was who I was kind of, I, it was always, we did those disc assessment tests. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I always showed up as a high I, like an ID. Um, but then it wasn't, you know, when I answered the questions, but then it didn't really reflect in my personality because I kind of felt so, I just felt constrained or constricted. And so now I really feel like I am living that, that high I D kind of personality where, but it wasn't until I found like my passion and started doing what I really wanted to do that I was able to like, just break free of like the corporate kind of mold that I felt like I had to operate within. You know, you, you, you and, and I'm sure I, I'm, I, I assume I, maybe I shouldn't assume, but I assume you saw, um, Steve Harvey's speech at the growth conference. That was the only one I actually sat through. That oh, I is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I was dude, super dude, be, be honest with me. Did, did, did you get choked up? That, that was, yeah, man, that was tough. That was like, I mean, I didn't, I had no idea he went through that. He was homeless for three I years know. and that he, you know, all the home, how much he went through. I know, uh, man, it was crazy. And, and, and one of the things that resonated with me the most is, and because you you just explained it, you just described exactly what he was saying. Is you found your gift. You got once you find your gift, and you just do it, like magic happens. Yeah, and it's hard. It's it's hard to describe. You're right. It's like magic is a great word for it. It's it, like it's like you on a whole nother level. Right. And he talked about that in depth in, in that. And I, so I was like, dude, this, this is insane. I, I, I was like, mm. and then I even saw the camera, like, you know, I was up high and, and, and Grant even had a little, little bit of a tear right there. I was like, all right, stop, stop. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. not going to cry. <laughs> it was crazy, dude. But like, so you found your gift, you found the magic, you, you started creating magic and and I know you've done incredibly well. Um, why don't you talk about how things are going now and how long you've been? Because I think you've been doing it for quite a while now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this will be going on six years uh, doing creative real estate um, from the time I started studying to then taking action to then, um, you know, actually doing it and then just celebrated my three year Independence Day from leaving Verizon Wireless uh, on January 7th. 2016. So, wow. uh, that was, and just have never looked back. And, uh, it's just been like finding, finding your passion is one thing, but then it's like, it, even that grows into more and more and more, um, like the, like personal growth that like, that's just the beginning, like finding it is just the beginning. Um, and it's like, Whoa. And then it's just been insane as far as like, um, you know, where it's gone from there a lot due to ten, the 10 X community and going to growth con. I mean, I was one year into my house flipping career full time, uh, when I went to the first growth con and just, you know, thought I was badass that I'm working for myself now and just right. like waking up when I wanted to. And then, um, just, it was super, a super humbling experience just to be like, man, like just make me feel like, wow, I could be doing so much more. Like I'm not really doing 
like Jack right now. Like, and, and I'm very still, I was very kind of self centered and just thinking about me. Um, Hank challenged me, you know, he's like, what's your 10 X goal, dude. And, um, I said to flip a hundred houses a year. And he said, well, that's great, but that's, you're not thinking 10 X. Like, and I'm like, all right. So I was just still thinking about myself. And he said, you know, a 10 X goal is, teaching a hundred other people how to flip a hundred houses a year. Now you're changing lives. Like now you're, you know, making an impact. And then it just got me thinking so much bigger. And it's crazy since then, like every time I go, like the first growth con got me thinking bigger. The second one got me thinking even bigger. And then like the third, like now I'm even thinking bigger coming back from this one. It's like, right. yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Like how we're, we're only limited by our beliefs and I'm sure, you know, most people have heard that, but at whatever level you think you're operating at, it's like, man, you can do so much more. And it happens. It's happened every time so far. Like, so it's, it's in- uh, and I, I, and I, you know, to, to drive that point home, let's, let's talk about, um, your income level when you were working at Verizon, like what was the biggest week paycheck, the biggest paycheck you'd had, you had, um, well, about, f- about five grand a paycheck at the most. I mean, it was, or no, even less than that. Cause I know my first wholesale deal, I made 6,500 and that was more than any single Verizon check, uh, you know, getting paid. And that's, week. that was for two weeks, right? You, uh, you were paid every two weeks. Yeah. Every two weeks. Yeah. So maybe 2,500 in a week that you'd made ish. Yeah, around that. Yeah, something. It, it basically, it was around ninety a year when, in the end, yeah. when I left. Okay. So, well, that's not bad money. I mean, unless you live in California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, right. I mean, right. So, but not bad, not bad by any means. Right, but, uh, right. And a lot of people, I think, would be like, "Oh man, like that's great. I want that career." But then, it wasn't about that. It was about the freedom and being able right. to do what I wanted and. Um, you know, I mean, you could still live a very good life on that amount of money, but like now it's like doing whatever I want when I want to. And, and that's like, wow, it's like where, where the true freedom is and just being able to create. So I felt like I was giving my best hours every day, right? All my potential to this corporation just to put numbers on their board and they could fire me anytime. Like I, I'm just a number to them basically. Right. Right. And so you, you, um, you, uh, I mean, can you imagine just for a minute if if you would have had Grant Cardone playing in your earbuds while you're at Verizon slinging cell phones? Like, I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I'm not sure that I could stay at Verizon for very long. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I probably would have sold a lot more phones, right, <laughs> for the time being. But yes. then, uh, but. Uh, yeah, it wasn't until about a year and a half. Actually, it was my one of my house flipping mentors interviewed Grant on a podcast. His podcast um, mentor I'm talking about was Justin Williams, um, pretty well known uh, house flipper. He interviewed um, Grant on his podcast called Eight Minute Millionaire, and I had never heard of this guy before. And I'm just like hearing this dude that's like talking about 10x in your life and 10x and everything and like this 
southern accent and just like so driven and and uh talking about doing more doing more and i'm like and that really resonated with me so then i looked him up on youtube and listened to the 10x rule for free on youtube <laughs> but then, <laughs> then but he definitely got his money worth out of me now you know yeah, so that right. just a whole uh that's how i figured out um you know learned about grant and kind of got on that whole like 10x path and man, i'm so thankful to have connected with so many people uh, in that community, it's just—it's. I mean, I don't. It's changed my life just dr- drastically. Like, right, right. So you um, and that was, dude. I didn't realize it's only been three years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. insane, man. And now, like, you've got like you're, and that's that's. I live to help other people, right? And I know you do. And so now you're not just flipping houses and I mean, I know you're making great money at, at, at what you're doing, but now you're, you're helping a lot of other people like everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, yeah. talk about that. How, how are you doing that? So, yeah. Um, you know, after, after that conversation, sorry. Hey, that, watch out. There's a fire nearby. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, after that, uh, that first growth con just got got to thinking so much bigger and um how i could give back more and how i could you know help other people find you know it be the person basically that i needed when i was in that corporate job and was trying to find a way out um and so um in doing that i well you know i got that challenge from hank and he was like dude you should you know think about you know what you could do if you share this gift with other people and then um and then came across the opportunity uh a, a way to share it in a, a scalable way you know creating a, a course um that is something that you know i could you know help a lot of people without you know spending you know without taking up all of my time so right. like a simple method um and then also around that same time, having people asking me, you know, you know, how, Hey, can you teach me? You know? So it was kind of like the three things coming together and following my gut a lot more. That's one thing like that I didn't do for the longest time at Verizon. And so just kind of came into finding that power, that compass within, um, around the time I discovered 10 X and, and Grant and stuff. And just, and thinking less and just following like what feels like not emotionally, but what feels like where the universe is kind of guiding you. And, um, so I went for it. I was like, okay, these three things are kind of telling me I could do so much more. So then I built out friendly flipper Academy, um, which is, uh, how I teach people now how to flip and wholesale houses and, um, basically all the steps to, what I do and you know I don't hold anything back I'm super anti-guru-ish like I don't like the whole aspect of like okay take this you know free weekend seminar and then we'll tell you this much and then you got to sign up for our week-long boot camp and then we'll tell you this much and then you got to sign up and spend 50 grand and by the end of the time you know you have people crying in the back of the room calling their relatives to borrow money so they can <laughs> It's like, it's terrible. Like, it's like totally defeating the purpose of helping people. Like, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So doing this. Hey, uh, call, call your credit card company right now and they'll increase your limit. All you have to do is ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, it's like, man, right? that? Like, for sure. Because, I mean, the information's out there. It's all free. It's out there. But it's just like, 
and that's how I really learned the majority of it was just watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts and um, you know reading Bigger Pockets posts just for hours on end. But um, it should be available in a condensed you know this is what you do step by step format. And so that's what I did. I built Friendly Flipper Academy um, on the Lightspeed VT platform, so it's top notch, same as you know Cardone University and and um, you know Tony Robbins and Damon Johns. So it was like, okay, this is this is how I can facilitate this and help other people um, flip their lives. That's awesome, dude. So, so let yeah. me ask you this, because you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that sell a variety of of training and coaching, and I, I mean, I do coaching, right? So, so ha- what about the people? Um, and I've seen it already like i've seen people talking about you in a positive light like i've seen where people are saying they're taking your your course and and they're you actually have some very successful students yeah 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 it's it's been uh it's been just about a year and three months since we launched the course and um spent the first year just um really honing it Fine-tuning it, um, creating that tribe, and creating success stories, and right. uh, and uh, it's been super rewarding to see. I mean, my the the smallest success story a student has made, the littlest amount of money um, was literally a 10x return. They um, basically made ten thousand five hundred dollars on their thousand dollar investment doing a wholesale deal, and and that's just like I said, the smallest. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had students make. Um, up to $258,000 on a deal um, thanks to, you know, what they were able to learn from from my course. And that's like the reward, like that learning about like when my student was telling me like that the deal was closing, it was like the smile, the size of the smile on my face is just huge. Like because it's just like, man, it's it impacts other people's like It's crazy. Like my now it's like you know, I don't have a family of my own yet. I mean, you know, kids and, and a wife of my own yet. So it's like I want to, but I didn't want to wait to to have that to make that difference in the world, you know. So my whole mission is like, you know, if I can help other people, if I can help other people change the course of their family history, like that's like more, that's the ultimate reward for me is like, you know, if I can just, they can remember me as, yeah, yeah, that was, that was Jeremy. That's the dude who, you know, helped me like, create this freedom to spend more time with my family. Like that's the guy who helped us get on this different path. And, and, um, and so that's been, that's been my mission and, and it's starting more and more. I'm getting more and more success stories, you know, and students are having more and more, uh, success. And it's, it's crazy that it's, it's coming to life. So Dude, that's, that's, that's so incredible. I, and I, I love that. So what about now? I, I want to ask you about this though, because like somebody making $258,000, like that's, that's a lot of, that's a, that's a big chunk of change. Like <laughs> that's yeah, pretty that's significant. Results right? not typical, you know, but that's, what? that's kind of the exception to the rule. I, I, I know. I, I, <laughs> you're like disclaimer time. No, <laughs> yeah. I get, I get that dude. But, but let's, let's talk about that. Was that person already making millions of dollars? Were they making hundreds of thousands or were, were they like, you know, because, okay, so I, what the point I'm getting to is, you know, I can remember having salespeople that worked for me that, 
you know, I, I did a survey and the most anybody had ever made in one week in their life was like $500. And this was many years ago. Um, and, and it was, I, I saw that there was this invisible ceiling people were hitting and, 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 you know, I, the guy that made or gal that made 258,000 or the one that made 10,000, did they blow past their ceiling? I guess is the question. Was that them going to a whole different level in life? Um, for the 10,000, I think so. Yes. And then for the, then there's been, you know, a bunch yeah. of them in between there, um, so the particular um, one, the guy where he made 258, um, actually already had a very successful roofing business, okay. but had not gotten into real estate yet. Um, so in that perspective, he's already making great money, but now making even more. <laughs> but uh, it's the mindset um, that really makes the difference in the action taking. Like, I mean, that's the biggest thing where I find that. You know, I, I do all I can to set people up for success, but it's the ones that obviously take action and take the consistent action um, that have the successes, the biggest successes. Um, but, you know, from all the other ones like in between, um, like, you know, 25, 37, like 60 something, like it's definitely – adding, you know, a significant amount, 50% to a hundred percent more to their income. Right. Um, so that that's, and that's, so that's the point is, is that I'm trying to make is anybody could take what you're saying is anybody can take your course and regardless of where they are, I'm sure there's some parameters, but regardless of where they are for the most part, they could start if they apply the principles in this course, they could start, making money right away. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's the biggest thing that I see because it's, I've, trust me, I've thought so much on this, like, cause there's students that, you know, that have success and students that don't. And, and what kills me is when they don't like, yeah, like, cause it, cause I take it kind of personally, but then I realize like, okay, I'm really doing more than, more than any other coach I know, as far as like, um, to be able to guide them and help and support them. But what I've come up with is that people expect success too soon and they give up too soon. Like it's all about being persistent and failing in the same direction over and over and over. And then I realized looking back, like that's the only reason I've been able to do what I've been able to do is because I just don't stop. I just don't give up. I just know that, you know, with every little failure, it's I'm getting closer and closer and, you know, it's barely, I mean, it's been, I'm just now in this last, I would say six months, I'm starting to see all of these seeds that I've been planting for going on four years now, really starting to, to pop up and things like really starting to happen fast, like, which is crazy, but it's like stuff, it takes time, it takes yeah. time, but I'm no different in the way that if I can do it, someone else can do it, but it's just consistency and just keeping after it. And because we want success so quick or we want, you know, to see results so quick and, um, there's a price that you got to pay and that's putting in the work and it's putting in the work and not stopping and putting in more and more and more work. And, uh, you know, I don't think I would have, I know I wouldn't have, um, that a lot of that concept came from, 
Grant Cardone and just following his example and just seeing like, man, he's just a guy. I'm just a guy. If he can do it, I can do it. You know, if, if they can do it, I can do it. And so then it's just the same thing. Like if I can do it, someone else can do it kind of thing. Like everyone's capable um, with literally massive action. Like that's the thing like that I live by is massive action and staying out of my comfort zone. Like I learned pretty quickly that once I – Real, like I stayed out. I started staying uncomfortable as much as possible, which it's hard to do because it, it chases you like a shadow. You got to keep yeah. like trying away from it, um, and then just massive action. When you think you're doing a lot, you can do more, or you can do it better. And it's just always there's always a higher gear, and that's what I can attribute growth. My, you know, however. Some people may think it's like somewhat fast growth. For me, it seems like a long time. <laughs> like it's been like you know years in in the making, right. and they're kind of seeing it now. But uh, that's that's it. There's no magic. It's just and following your passion and just getting after it every day. I love it, dude. Like so, so you um, you're seeing. I I think what is the coolest part of this entire story is, you know, you you left a I mean, 90 grand a year is, that's, that's, that's a pretty decent income, man. So, um, but you yeah. left that, you went out on your own, you learned the, the house flipping, uh, or what do you call it? Creative real estate investing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. House flipping. So you went out and learned, learned this stuff and then you decided, wait a minute, I can impact a heck of... And Hank Norman is the king of challenging you, by the way, <laughs> like... He's the king. I know Hank really well. And and so, like, Hank challenged you, and you're, you're like, dude, okay. And 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 now you're, you've, you're helping a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, and it's so rewarding. Like, it's so much more rewarding than anything I've ever done to be able to to inspire others and, and, and lead by example. It's like, it's awesome. Dude, that's awesome. I, I let's let's uh, I, I you gotta I mean I I can't have you on the show and not have you tell the funniest damn story I think I've ever heard or seen I watched it all play out and that's the crack shack. Oh yes, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> crack shack, the infamous crack shack. Dude, you gotta tell everybody about the crack shack. Oh yeah, so man, it's uh, so that was a house. Um, that uh, it was on the market. That it was uh, the bank ended up taking back the house, and you know they listed it for sale. And so there was a bunch of investors looking at it, and um, being naive enough or stupid enough or smart enough, depending on how you look at it, I, I put in my offer and and uh, ended up uh, winning. You know, I had the best offer. And uh, man, that house needed a ton of work. Like it was basically a house that had caught on fire uh, a few years back, and so half the house was burned. And um, in that time, it, it, a bunch of transients and and uh, drug users, crackheads, <laughs> were uh, <laughs> using that house to, to party in and, and do their thing, and um, just like. 70 something bicycle frames in the yard. Um, there was a lot of, uh, cracktivity going on. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, uh, very interesting, um, inventions that, uh, 
that were put together by you know people that were on a good one, so to speak. Uh, oh my God. Um, but anyway, I had to ter- basically take everything out of the yard, and um, it turned into this this uh, awesome opportunity to uh, to film the whole project, and, and I would go over and kind of check in and see how the project was going, and found uh, some crackies on more than one occasion. And, um, Dude, and you uh, were going in there. You were going in there at just like for anybody that didn't see it, like people are people are commenting right now on Facebook saying "cracktivity," "here cracky cracky," and you're going you're going over there in the pitch black of night. I don't even know what time. It looked really late, and you're wearing one of those headbands with the flashlight on it. And you're carrying some kind of a a uh, uh, weapon of sorts. <laughs> yeah, I had my my, uh, my uh, trademark machete with the <laughs> with the headlamp on and. <laughs> Dude, that yeah. was so funny! Holy crap! And you're going here, cracky, cracky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had some uh, some uh, encounters with crackheads, and uh, it's all on YouTube. Uh, if anyone wants to check it out, it's on the YouTube channel. And <laughs> that uh, is, yeah, it's funny. You got to go watch it. <laughs> So, so, but you took that house, you, you finally got all of the, the vagabonds and the, the, the crackheads, you got them out of, out of your house. Um, and you've, you, you turn it, man, that house actually turned out to be something quite spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it came out awesome. And you made some money on it. Yeah. Yeah. Made some good money on it. Uh, definitely the most extensive renovation project I've ever taken on and um, just wow. man, overcoming just so many challenges with that one from changing contractors midway through to, um, you know, dealing with, I mean, it was as red tagged as they can get by the city and <laughs> through all, the, all the hoops and, and uh, building, pl- you know, having to get plans drawn up and um paying way more than I should have for plans because I didn't realize it at the time, but just like learning like the, the lessons that were learned in that project were just, I mean, priceless in a lot of ways. And now it's like, man, I could take on any, any level of, of a project now. And, uh, and it's funny, it's actually putting that project online and, and showing those cracky videos <laughs> is actually what got me and led to me doing my first keynote speech because someone saw me, and they recommended that I speak at this event called IMG, and I had, and this was last year, where I had a, a breakout session, and then that went well enough that they invited me back this year and uh, January, and I did my first keynote speech, kind of wow. as a result. It's crazy how one thing just leads to the next, leads to the next, and um, but all just by living my dream and having fun with it, and kind of just, you know, not thinking about, but just having fun and just right. doing doing my thing and and uh, and that yeah that, so that uh, one thing i want to point out about is you know a lot of people would have said because you you went through, I, I i saw it i i watched it all unfold and like you went through a lot of crap like a lot and it with that project and and you know a lot of people would have been like you know what I find one more crackhead in this place. I'm going to start smoking crack. Like this is crazy. Right. But you just, man, you made fun. You made, you had fun with it and I'm not making fun of crackheads. So don't, don't no hate mail. I don't want to hear it. 
but I'm, you know, but you, you, you had fun with it and, and you kept a really positive attitude and you made, you turned it, it was almost like, I'm telling you, man, I, I, there were times I felt like I was watching the Blair Witch Project <laughs> with, with Jeremy carrying a freaking machete around and I'm, <coughs> I'm like, oh my God, what's he, what's he going to do? Like, is he going to chop somebody's head off? <laughs> like, like it was, dude, anyway. So you had fun with it, though, and you kept a positive attitude and you kept the positive energy flowing. And that that and it turned out to be a, a great thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, in, in so many ways. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And a lot of expensive lessons learned. Lots. I mean, the holding time on that went way over what I expected and anticipated. Thank God I over budgeted because of I was going into something with some unknowns, you know, a lot of unknowns. But um, man, yeah. I would absolutely do it again. And I'm not a violent person either. I don't, the only re I carried the machete for, uh, you know, comedic effect and more to make an impact on anyone that might try to like jump, like come up, you know, try to do something to me, you know? So never, uh, like, I'm probably not going to cut your head off with this machete, but I don't want you to, there's a chance. Or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So back off, dude, back off. So, so, dude, you, you, you're funny, man. You're you're such a good guy too, and and hence the name, the friendly flipper. I love that name. You're you're freaking awesome. So, so number one, how can I? I want to ask how everybody can follow you. Yeah, Instagram is the best way at the friendly flipper. The friendly flipper. Um, you can also find me um, on Snapchat at Friendly Flipper, um, as well as Facebook, The Friendly Flipper. Um, but Instagram is is where I'm most active right now on social media. So so and and I want to ask you this: if if everybody and I'll throw it up on the screen the URL. So tell me, tell everybody if they want to sign up for to. And again, I, let me before I, th I ask this question, I want you to make sure that you explain to people that, you know, signing up for your academy, like in getting into what you do, if they want to really get into flipping houses, I think people probably blow this up into something humongous, some ginormous undertaking that, oh, oh my God, I'm going to have to like, you know, whatever. And, and, and from what I've heard you say, it's really not that difficult to, to, to do. It's not, it just takes a lot of, a lot of action. That's the thing. It's not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. It's just, I mean, it's just basically taking step by step by step, you know, in the right direction. And, um, and yeah, and massive action. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing that will accelerate anyone's growth is, is just getting after it consistently every day and spending the time just following, following what I tell people to do and show and, and show and teach and instruct them how to do. What's, what's the, the website address for people to sign up and how much is it? So it's, um, friendly flipper academy.com friendly flipper academy.com. And, um, it is, uh, we're currently actually still running the 10 X growth con special. And since you were, you know, I met you and I connected through the 10 X community, yeah. uh, you know, we'll, uh, you know, glad to extend that offer for anyone. Um, cause I'm looking to create as many success stories as I can right now and, uh, create success stories in every state. 
um, in the U.S. And so right now it is just $9.97 for not only not annual access. Normally it's $19.97 for a year, but it's $9.97 for lifetime for the entire Friendly Flipper Academy, lifetime access to the live weekly coaching calls. Every Thursday I do a live call, so I'm there to support people with you know questions and answers um, and lifetime access to my inner circle mastermind group. Wow. And, yeah, so for, for $9.97. So while supplies last – well, not while supplies last. <laughs> but until, uh, until it, uh, we, we take it off that promotion. So. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is really a, a great time to get in and, and to start house flipping. And um, there's never been – I mean – you know, I mean, it's like the time is literally now. It's like you can start this, and if mm-hmm. a year goes by from now, you're going to look back and be like, "Man, I could have started this a year ago." So it's like, you know, why wait? Like, there's, it, there's always. There, I mean, there's opportunity in every city. There's the biggest things that people say is, you know, can I do it in my market? And yes, if there's houses in your market that people buy and sell, yes. Um, the other thing is, do I need a lot of money? And the answer is no. You don't need a lot of money to get started. Um, you, I teach you how to use other people's money, how to leverage um, OPM um, to fund projects. And then, um, and then the other thing is, you know, is it hard? And it's not hard. It just takes a lot of it. Just takes action. Like if you're willing to take the action, you know, I'm there to support you every step of the way. Wow, dude, that's that's incredible. Nine ninety seven for access to. The Friendly Flipper Academy, lifetime access. Lifetime access. And and then the every Thursday you do a call. Is it is that right? Is that yes. what do you mean a call? Like you're gonna call me? So I do a video uh, on Zoom. I do I'll, a video conference. So yeah. it's myself and uh, and as many students that want to join, and um, we'll talk about real estate things as well as. Um, a lot of personal – I'm big on personal development stuff and so like yesterday's call was all about a morning routine and you know setting yourself up for a powerful day. So just basically showed everything. My morning routine is what best practices I have and then also – and then we had the latter part of the call uh, led into um, – talking about auctions, buying properties at auctions and real estate agents and how you can work with finding the best agents to get on your team. And um, so, yeah, that live weekly, I'm able to get on there um, and they have access directly to me. So they're not dealing with a student coach. Um, You know, I'm there for them. And then we also have the the mastermind group, um, which is a Facebook group where, you know, as questions come up throughout the week, um, you know, because there's no way you can teach everything in a course that's going to be specific to uh, a certain deal. So with those two extra channels of support, the live calls and then the uh, the group, that's where I'm able to you know answer questions related to specific deals and um, you know help people overcome obstacles. Wow, dude, that's that that's insane. And and how long? Like, is there a limitation on the? the the time length of time that they have access to the calls and all of that or is it um right now i mean as of as of now we're, we're bundling it all together um because like i said i want to grow that student base i want to create yeah. as many success stories as i can wow uh, so for the time being it's all included eventually the calls are going to go to a, a subscription 
kind of base thing, like either annual or monthly kind of thing. And same with the mastermind group, just because, you know, from a business standpoint, lifetime access isn't the smartest model. No, <laughs> for long -term, you that's know? surprising. But, but it's, uh, but like I said, it's for right now, it's my whole objective is to, uh, grow the student base and then create more success stories. So it's a, it really is a great time to get in. So you have, and in this group, you have people that are, are currently like flipping houses, right? They, they show up for these meetings and stuff. Dude, that's, yeah, that's, yep, that's yep. so cool. That's so cool. So, um, dude, that's awesome. If, if you guys want to learn how to flip houses, from the friendliest flipper in the world, non-violent machete carrying guy. <laughs> uh, dude, we have some amazing people on here. Jeez, you'll have to go back and look at the comments. Leah Marie, James Springer, Jim Weaver, Amina Mommy, Megan Wright. We have so many people on here. My wife, Jill, um, Samuel Sneed, jeez. Some, Brian Hess, I saw him a minute ago. So, so, so tell me this, like, and, and you've seen it like for, I mean, you, I know you've been doing the, the Academy for a year, but I'm sure that uh, over the years you've, you've met people that you look at them and you like, and, or you talk to them and you're like, they're stuck. Like they're, they're stuck. Right. What is it that you think, I mean, for $997, you could literally, somebody could become a multimillionaire if they just take this and, and, and actually apply it and learn how to do it, right? So, so the ones that don't, and we know there's, there's a lot that don't, or people that may buy the academy and don't, don't actually do the training. Those people that stay stuck what 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 do you think the reason is and your i mean just this is about your opinion what do you think keeps people stuck um an unwillingness to to try new things and to try to to just see what works like to to try things and to fail and to adjust and then to keep failing and just keep pushing forward. Um, I think a lot of people want to be perfect or a lot of people are concerned with what other people think or they're trying to have some level of success without failure, you know, because they, or maybe that, you know, they don't, because, you know, until you start embracing failure and realizing that it's just every, it's each time you fail, you're getting closer to success. Um, you know, you won't, you won't reach success. You'll give up. And, um, so I think a willingness to fail, a willingness to kind of go against the grain, right. You know, go opposite. Like if, if like try new things, if, if it doesn't, you know, if everybody's running in this direction, like it's okay to be different and, and try it this way and, and just experiment, see, you know, find what works for you. And, and don't always believe what you're told. Like, start challenging everything that you've been told. Start challenging the way you've been, you know, programmed by society or whatever the societal norms are. Right. Because uh, it's not wrong, but we think we almost put it in this category of like, oh, if it's not what, well, like, I was told this, so it's wrong to do anything other than that. No, it's just, you got to try stuff, figure out what works. Yeah. I, I, I love it, dude. 
So if somebody called you up and said, dude, I can't, uh, like my electric's getting shut off tomorrow. Um, my car was repossessed last week. I'm, I'm, I can't feed my kids. I don't know what to do. My life's falling apart and they were seeking advice. Would you just hang up on them? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're like, hey man, you called the wrong number. Bye. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But like, what would you say to that person to help them get, get unstuck and move through that and into the solution? Get a hold of yourself, man. <laughs> right. Uh, faith. You got to have faith, man. You got to have faith that it's things are going to work out and that this, these challenges are building you first off. And so it's mindset. My Okay. I mean because I've been through a lot of like failures and a lot of things that didn't go my way and, and, and hard times. And the things that pull me through those is a faith that it's going to work out. If you stay positive, if you stay working in that direction, if you give up and you start freaking out, then that's when you're – that's not not so good. <laughs> but uh, if, it's just knowing that you're going through this for a reason and it's not about – worry. don't worry about what's happening but just keep looking forward. Um, and if they were in that particular position, I would say get a job quickly. Get a job. I mean the first thing you need to do is you know, be able to support, put food on the table, have you know shelter and stuff. Right. But and, you know, then the next step would be, OK, once you've got, you know, all the chaos kind of you've taken con some control over it, then start thinking, OK, what's the next step and what's the next step? And um, man, if Steve Harvey can live in a car for three years and like he said, it was faith that carried him through like that's and look at him now. I mean, that's if yeah. that's a testament to like just just belief in that. Whatever you're going through is building you for who you're able to become. And I think, you know, and you're right, man. Steve Harvey lived in a car for three years, homeless. <laughs> like, like, dude, and now his net worth's like a buck fifty. Like, and I'm not talking about dollar fifty, like a hundred and fifty ish million or so, I think. I don't know. But I mean, that's that's crazy. So anything is possible is what you're saying with the right mindset and action. Yeah. Mindset and action will carry you through. That's the it, mindset. dude. That's it. Jeremy, I can't thank you enough for for I know it's early out there in California. IA, and and I'm very grateful that you you. Uh, you, you took the time to come on the show, man. I, I want to say to everybody on here, like, um, look, for $997, you'd have to be crazy. If you've ever thought, man, I'd like to learn how to flip houses or or get into real estate investing or what do you, what do you call it? Creative real estate investing, right? Yep. Yep. And I know I know another guy that told me that, that that wholesale thing is legit. Oh, yeah. It's a way to make – and like – uh, this other dude told me, I, I think he said he made like $50,000 in two hours and didn't touch the house. Like yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's entirely possible. Didn't even see it. Didn't even see it like in person. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You can have, you can have, if you got some boots on the ground, have a real estate agent, just, you know, pay him a little fee for uh, checking it out. It's absolutely doable. Dude, that's that's crazy. And you teach that in the academy. Yes. Yep. 
That that's insane. Y'all need to go get on this. Nine hundred ninety-seven dollars, and your life will improve. And you have like Jeremy's going to give you his cell phone number or something. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And there is one-on-one -on -one coaching available. That's at a at a, a higher yeah. price. But but yeah, I mean they do have access to me once a week on the call as well as in through the Facebook group. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, everybody share this out. Make sure that um, if you've ever thought about it, jump on the Friendly Flipper Academy. Let Jeremy Rubin teach you how it's done, and and he can he can show you the the errors of your ways if you're if you're trying it and it's not working. So, um, yeah, jump on there, Jeremy. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on, dude. You're you're an awesome dude, awesome guy. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. And thank you, everybody, for joining. I'm going to come back and see. I haven't been able to see who's on there, but I really appreciate everyone tuning in. And much love to everybody out there. That's awesome, dude. Thank you. Don't hang up on me yet. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. Have an awesome weekend. And don't take the weekend off. Work through it, man. Keep going. Grind, <laughs> That's it. See you guys later. Thanks, Jeremy.